Hi and welcome to today's podcast. A little bit before three o'clock in Podcastville on Tuesday, March twenty second. A guest is on today. Um, she would visit the show in the past. I haven't seen her since COVID stuff. The last time she was here, there was a very large snake with her. No guest today, but Allison Schroeder does a lot of great things with Nature's Nursery and how you can help them out and some really, really interesting and fascinating animal stories. Things that have happened to her with a possum and its babies, some bat things, some owl things, how their bald eagle is doing. It's a very old bald eagle. A couple of quick things first. You might have seen that our area Catholic schools, there's a lot of realignment like there is in college sports. Everybody jumping conferences. The Big Ten doesn't have 10 teams. It hasn't for a while. Um, our Catholic schools are joining the Detroit Catholic League, which seems like a pretty cool opportunity. They might get to play in some big venues. They'll get to play some teams that um, I know have some uh, some national renown. But that seems like a lot. I mean, as if sports weren't expensive enough for everyone involved in them, that seems like, and I don't know how often they'll be taking trips, but Detroit will be coming here. We'll be going there. That's a That seems like it's a lot of travel. Um, which costs, obviously, who knows, and this is in two or three years down the road, and I'm sure some of these teams already travel quite a way, so what's another half an hour, 45 minutes, I guess. But that's what popped into my head as Central and others will be joining the Detroit Catholic League, and some of the sports will have to match up because, like, I think it's one of the soccer, one of the boys or girls soccer up there plays in a different season, time of year than we do here. So that's some things. Also, did you know that, um, in other arenas around the ECHL, they don't have the fan support that we have here. Uh, I think it was a Reading Royals game, the wall I had played in, and it might have been a playoff game a couple years ago. There was a couple thousand people there, way more empty seats. And um, I'm guessing there were empty seats as the wall I earlier, I think last weekend, played Tulsa. So their goalie, Caden Fulcher, lost his cool. He wasn't having a good game, like many goalies do. Bro- broke his stick over the crossbar and then, uh, like, hurled it, and it went into the stands and was in all kinds of pieces. He got suspended for games. He didn't hit anybody. And I'm guessing if you're a goalie, like, you've got a... That's, that's pretty close. You could hit somebody right behind the glass, but there may not have been anyone there. So just a reminder, you... Do a great job supporting our teams here. Uh, I was just telling my friend Stuart, the new director of the Ability Center yesterday, I was like, level with me. Do you like it here? And he said he's enjoying it. It's more than just him doing that job and carrying on the mission of the Ability Center. He said him and his family, uh, his kids, really like living here. Went to a walleye. He went to his first, his first walleye game a couple of weekends ago. Had a blast. So we truly do have a different professional sports environment here, even though one is just AAA baseball and the other one is just what amounts to like second level of minor league hockey. But an incredible amount of support that you offer those teams and they, you know, it's a, it's a two-way relationship. We give them support. They create a great product and it goes back and forth. Um, How can you help out Nature's Nursery? And some really fun animal stories. Interesting as well with my friend Allison Schroeder from Nature's Nursery. So I'm recording. Oh, already? Yeah, I'll take all that out. Oh, okay. Jesus. uh, You should warn me about this. From the moment you told me you wanted to come visit, which I think is the first time I've seen you in 
a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Since I brought the snake in. That was about two years ago. But I might have seen you somewhere else in between. Yeah. Or maybe not. No, Dad, I saw you at Target. That, well, who You knows? were in the cosmetic aisle, and I don't know why. Who... I'm always like if you want to find me outside of the home, you you can go look here, the gym, or Target. That's it. This is what you go. This is basic. That those are my three reasons why I was likely able to evade COVID. I mean, I was. You just didn't go anywhere. I didn't change my behavior at all. COVID's at Target. (laughs) You think it's at Target? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Why? Well, because I mean. Uh, people didn't stop going to Target. They needed their Starbucks. Right, 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 right. And their clearance track. I, I, and I was, their cosmetics. Who was I trying? I was trying to convince somebody the other day. I'm like, you don't understand how safe the gym actually is. At least for me, anyway. Like, if somebody got within six feet of me at the gym, somebody was going to get a dumbbell to the back of the head. Like, you were just going to go yeah. rogue like, on them. Why are you in my space? space? Why are you in my I space? I feel like the gym is safe because there's wipes everywhere. No one has that anymore. I really enjoyed that part of COVID. I enjoyed the, all of the hand sanitizers everywhere. Now I go and I always try and get them, and they're mostly empty. They, they're, there's many places that just don't fill them anymore. And I like having the wipes to wipe things down. The grocery store still does that, but there's a lot of other places that don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a germaphobe, so COVID worked for me. Yeah, I get it. Everybody started to realize what people would touch after not washing their hands, after doing whatever, and then... Not that this was going to give you COVID, but just like the ickiness of it. Like, what did that person do who just pumped gas before you? Well, yeah, and the amount of things that you bring into your home that have germs on them. Uh, yeah. Think about your cell phone. I just oh, can't yeah, imagine yeah. all the germs on my cell phone. Here's I'll a wipe good. That down. Here's a good one. Um, I, I I'll make like a, and this is all staying in the podcast, by the way, because this is fun. And I was in a cranky mood today, and you've been helping. Good. I um, I always catch myself. <laughs> When I go to the gym and I make sure not to put my uh, my phone or my earbuds on the bench. Because I don't care if it was clean. Someone's ass was on there. And it might have been. Sweaty. I don't even sweaty care about. Ass. I don't even care about sweaty ass. It was someone's ass. And I don't care if it was clean ass. No, thank you. Really? So I pick it up and I make sure I don't put it down. No phone, the no earbuds. The status of the ass means a lot to me. Whether it's clean, sweaty, or otherwise, it's still, it, it can matters. You, can you look at someone and go, that person has a clean ass? Yeah, I think I think that's one of those judgment calls that you can make sometimes. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I'm not a butt sweater. No? Mm-mm. Never? Nope. You don't nope. leave the, the, the moon shape on the bench when you get up? Sometimes, but like... I'm just not a sweater at all, so it's not a problem for me. It's there, but it it's the kind, like, it, it vanishes quickly. I still clean my stuff off, but... Do you wipe things down before and after you not use it? Bef- See, I don't oh, trust oh. people to wipe it down before. Let me tell you something. Let- oh, God. I opened a door. You did. You did. There is a, there's a gentleman, and I'm not going to say anything more than that. I will not tell you age, ethnicity, whatever. I would say there is a gentleman... Um. And he has been very COVID safe throughout. Like, just all follow the protocols to a T. But within the last month or so, um, I saw him wiping down the locker before he put his stuff in. And I mean, like, the inside of the door, mm-hmm. uh, the metal back of it, the shelf That's at the top. That's probably pretty smart. That seems excessive. I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I mean, people are putting their shoes in there, which have been all over the floor. Which, where do germs go? They fall. They fall down on okay. the floor. So you're walking through them. 
in their bags, which have been sitting on the floor. I guess I'm okay with those kind of germs. And s- sweaty butt shorts of those things. So I think that I'm waving on the inside of the lock now. That, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Are you going to do it now? Probably not, but it does make sense. What else? I work out at home since COVID. I don't. I haven't been back to the gym. How come? I don't know. I've got. We bought the stuff at home, so now it's there and it's convenient. Did you get gouged, or did you get a good deal and <sighs> we got it in? like right away? Yeah, we got it while it was still inventory and it wasn't crazy high. I I did the same thing. It was it was probably maybe April or whenever the gyms closed, um, and I just bought. I went to Target and bought two ten pound weights and got super creative. And now there's times where I'm like, I don't feel like going to the gym today. You or, can get a good workout with just 10 pound weights. You, you can. You really can. You and really the, can. The, the elastic band things. Yep. I, I, oh, I had those too. You should get beach body. You no don't thanks. have to be a girl to do beach body no. and you can get a great workout. All I heard, when you said beach body, all I heard was pyramid scheme. No. Like you're going to sell me a shake to go with it? No, you just get the annual membership. No, no I'm I, don't, I don't do the shakes. I just have the, the videos. I had the bands too and I was surprised. Like I didn't pay a lot for bands. I didn't pay a lot for dumbbells because like within within the late spring months those things were like having gold mm-hmm. yeah if you could find them at all right right target target shelves were empty and you now, would know that though because you were there absolutely mm-hmm. i mean you can i figured i could get in like somewhere any depending on which aisles i was going through and what i could do five 500 to a thousand steps in a target visit you don't get tired of looking at the same things nope. all the time nope nope huh? nope nope because remember me, I collect my toys, and yeah, they're always restocking yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm so, not a shopper, so. And with me, so do you do a lot, of, you have to get necessities. Do you do you go and shop on the airport where, uh, where Spring Meadows is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can always find a reason to go to Target because it's there, and it's basically the first place from where I'm coming from, from near St. John's. But as you go past Target and the lights, it gets more chaotic. So I'll just go into Target and get stuff. And then turn around and head back. Yep, because I don't have to deal with the Chick-fil-A lights, the Starbucks yeah, lights, yeah. and then go past Menards and all that up there. Yep, 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 yep. So. Yeah, but there's a lot of good shops up there. You're I know. You're missing out on Hobby Lobby if you don't go further up. Uh, what was that face? I've only been, I, I associate <laughs> with them with questionable values. Hobby Lobby? Yeah. I, I, yeah perhaps. Okay. But they have great crafts. Okay. I'm not a crafter. Well, but I'm not, if you love it, go for it. I, I do, am. Do we have a Michaels over there? I've been to Michaels. There is a Michaels. Where's there a Michaels? In, oh, uh, it's, uh, next, yeah. it's next to Pets, uh, PetSmart. Yep. So uh, my cutoff for airport beyond Target is like 1030. Because from 11 to 1, you're dealing with Chick-fil-A chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, no Except way. Except for on Sundays. Well, but that, st- that whole shopping strip is still very busy, even though there's no... Uh, Chick-fil-A. You've got on Sundays you've got Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby closed. So you've got you've eliminated two stores of traffic. But you still have So then you can Target, venture past McCord. Best, no, but still all those sh- all those no. places are busy. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, good. since you asked me to come here, I've seen Nature's Nursery Nature's Nursery and like news, like news news, not you posting stuff three times. Just just in the last two weeks that we've scheduled for me to come in? Yep. Oh, good. I like yeah. that. That's so you, good to hear. You have a lot going on, we right? We do. We have a lot going on. We um, always have a lot going on, but this is our this is busy season. So, let me start with this. Uh, baby fox, baby squirrel? Baby fox, baby squirrel. That was in the news. Baby fox squirrel. It was um, a baby fox squirrel. That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. The okay. brown squirrels, like the common squirrels you see everywhere, those are called fox squirrels. 
I never knew that. Yeah. So the ones that I feed and that the little brown ones, yeah, they're adorable. They are. Um, and I've done a, a piss poor job of feeding them this oh, year. Oh gosh, where are you feeding them? Peanuts. I give oh, them peanut. okay. All peanuts right. and some of these mfers. Um, I get the uh, like the big bag at Monet's, like the large five pound bag with the shells. Mm-hmm. Some of these mfers will eat like it's like it's a barbie, like it's a cookout Wouldn't one you? night. Instead of having to hunt, I mean, if someone's just going to give you, uh, you know, show up at your, give you pizza, would you just not eat that instead of going and buying it? It's like leaving the crust, though. All the shells are, <laughs> all the do. shells all are, are all over the uh, the back deck where I feed them. So, yeah. but I got no problem. But with they're that. cute. Yes, fox. Those so those are fox squirrels. The brown squirrels that you see everywhere are fox squirrels. And then there's red squirrels, which are a little bit smaller and way crazier. And you don't see them come to doors and stuff very much because they're just nuts. They're absolutely insane little squirrels. They're the ones that we get in, and then they manage to always get out of their cage no matter what we do. When they take off and they're running all over and they they're climbing the walls. Oh, um, this. If anybody watched my social stuff, they will, they'll have seen this, but this won't translate well. But I do have a video to share with you of something just like that. There you go. You can uh, turn up the sound. There's there's nothing illicit or anything in there. This is when we got a squirrel in between the oh. screen door and the big door here. He got stuck or she got stuck. Oh, yeah. That's not a happy squirrel. No, 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 Were no. Were you no. feeding them nuts out, out of this door? No. Uh, that yeah, that's that door. Right. And there's a small opening in the gate um where they got in and they couldn't get back out. But I bring nuts with me as a snack every day. And if this if this thing how do you know if it's a girl? I don't. I mean I okay. don't know just looking at it, but yeah. If, if he didn't get out, um I would have walked outside and stood where the opening is, which would be to your left, to the very uh-huh. left of the of the door, I would have held some nuts out for him and said, dude, I'm your I'm your person. Like I feed you guys. So right. hopefully get the, that would come have... get the easy nuts outside of the door instead right. of trying to break into the office. Um so how did this fox squirrel wind up at Nature's Nursery? Um we have a that well the we already have a nest of babies in. So baby okay. season is already starting, which which is once they start they they don't they don't stop until like November. It's crazy. Uh we have Same one here. we had a baby Are you talking about the one that was in the engine? The what? We had one come in in an engine. Like a, a yeah. car engine? Anthony Wayne Tire and Auto uh, sent me a message last weekend, and there was a car, like a Jeep Renegade. It was a fairly new vehicle, and it wasn't running, so they had it towed to the auto shop. Well, the mechanic went to look at the engine and found an, a squirrel nest in there with a baby. And Mama Squirrel had apparently chewed through some of the cables and caused <laughs> a fair amount of damage to this car. So uh, we we took that baby squirrel in and we said, you know, when you call this family and let them know that their their Jeep has now got like $2,000 worth of damages, if they don't seem completely mad about this squirrel, see if maybe they'll look around and see if mom's looking for the baby. Well, sure enough, these people were nice enough to oh, you know, overlook the $2,000 in damage to their Jeep and um, let us know that mom's squirrel was looking for the baby. And we were able to take the baby back to their house and mom took it because squirrels always Great. have two nests. So one was in the engine and one was somewhere else. It was a happy ending for everybody Good. except for the people who had to pay for the engine. Insurance? Uh, yeah, possibly. Deductible. It depends Hopefully. on your policy. Because, you know, deductible. Of God and all that kind of thing. It's technically mechanical, not body. I don't know. It would right. depend on their insurance policy. Well, I would like to think so. So how did this fox squirrel, this baby fox squirrel, wind up with you guys? That, that's the one. It oh, came, that's the one? Yeah, okay. that one came through the engine. What else can you tell me about squirrels? Um, they hide like, I forget what the number is. It's like 600 nuts every year and they know exactly where they're all at. 
Okay. So if we get squirreled in at the end of this season, like baby squirrels, we have to keep them all year because, or we have to send them to somebody's house who's going to feed them like you. We could start sending them to you. Got no problem with that. Yeah, next fall when we get some in. I, I would totally be, I would befriend them more, but the dogs lose their minds. Mm, that would be a problem. Yeah. Um, we... So some of them have to be like super quick and it's funny, I'll, I'll watch the squirrels creep up. They'll kind of like stick their eyes up like a submarine telescope to see if there are nuts up there. Then they'll see the dogs haven't moved yet and the dogs won't, won't see them and the squirrels will come up there, grab one and run. And then there's uh, every now and then there's a chipmunk and they're absolutely adorable. They're very cute, very fast. Very fast. Uh, there is a, uh, I just saw today, there was a, a Toledo police canine retiring and they said one of the things the canine wants to do is nap and chase squirrels. I'm like, good luck. You're not catching them. No, nope, nope, no, not, not and catching. It's also bunny mate. Is it bunny mating season? Yes. They're yes. everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. It's everything mating season. They're, you know, they're all out there frolicking and doing their thing. Okay. Wrestling, if you will. I don't see that. I don't see the chicanery. You will. Uh, or the lewdness. Watch for it. But right out your door here. Not the here. The birds, the squirrels, the bunnies. We get a fair amount of interesting looking birds in this ugly ass tree. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, so you're looking at this right here. There's not much color. It's a bad studio view, but then a cardinal or a blue jay will fly through. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a rainbow of beauty now. Well, it's a kind of little wooded area in the middle of a hospital complex. So it's got to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. They need a place to go. Uh, well, uh, yeah. And it, the bunnies, we haven't gotten any bunnies yet, but it's, it's any, it's any minute now. Um, What's the pancake breakfast for? The pancake breakfast is for all the babies. So okay. we take in almost 4,000 animals a year. And of that, probably half are babies. They come in, uh, most of them come in because they're orphaned. Mom has has disappeared or mom has died or a pet has killed mom or whatever the scenario Stop. is. I know. Time, I'm sorry. Don't cry. Please time don't out. cry. Time out. I, I think I stopped. Do fu- I need to sugarcoat? Yes. <laughs> I think I, well, we can talk about. Carnage and death when it comes to human beings, okay, even though we animals. really can't because the Ukraine uh, Ukraine stuff is just absolutely awful. But yeah, well, the bald eagle story just like broke my heart and it kept coming up in my timeline. I'm like, I'm done with this. It's doing, it's doing good though. Good. Well, we'll come back to that. Good. Okay. So the babies. Yes. Yeah. So about 2,000 babies, well, 1,700 to 2,000 babies come in. And they, they require a lot of time and they require a lot of, of food. And there's some food materials that people can donate. And then there's others that we just need cash support because we have to buy special formulas to feed them. But um, when they come in, they're, they come in tiny. They're being bottle fed for several weeks before they can just be left in a cage and eat out of a bowl. What can they? What, what can people donate to feed them? People can donate. We go through a lot of uh, cat food, dry and wet cat food. We go through a lot of Pedialyte, like the kind you give to your kids when they have the flu. Or uh, people who are getting rid of a hangover. The, the, oh, yeah, it is hangover. I have heard yeah. about that. Yeah, they sell it. They marketed that now. Yeah, that, that was actually pretty smart. Um, yeah, so non-flavored Pedialyte we go through a lot of because any of the babies that come in, we give them Pedialyte first to make sure that they're not dehydrated get them a good start. Um, we need lots of paper towels. We use baby food, like the jars of baby food, mm-hmm. the meat and the vegetable puree, not like the weird ones that are like the little mini hot dogs. We don't really use those or like the little meatballs. Okay. Um, but the puree ones, we go through a lot of that because we start mixing it in their food to like transition them to salads, just like a baby, a baby, baby. How, how many... How many employees do you have that can manage that volume of, an, of injured we, animals a yeah, year? Yeah, we have nine employees, but we have about 80 volunteers. Great, great. Our volunteers are fantastic. And um, some of the volunteers that have been with us for five or more years will take the animals home and they'll foster them at home because the, the, the squirrels need to be fed every four to five hours. Hold on. 
Yes. They so, bring squirrels home. Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. Like in a shoebox? Uh, in a animal uh, cage. Yeah, cage. Do 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 those squirrels become like somewhat domesticated? Um, as long as we, they're kept with other squirrels, and we're careful not to, you know, let them get too conditioned to being around people. We try to avoid that. But okay. as long as they're with other squirrels, they they usually will acclimate pretty quickly back to the wild. Certain certain species are hard. Ducklings and geese, you get any kind of human interaction with them, and they instantly think they're a person, okay. and then they start following you around. Okay, I had that when I lived downtown. Some of the I think they were geese. It wasn't a good interaction, and they, it wasn't good human behavior. Um, there would always be people saying, you know, you don't want to walk, like, down here this time of day or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't want to walk around the geese in the middle of the day because they will they will shit all over you. Mm-hmm. They will. They used mm-hmm. to snap will... at the dogs. It yeah. was, It got messy at times. Well, there's probably, they probably had a nest they were protecting. Perhaps. Thought you were a predator. I like you the... do look scary. I have two, like, beagles walking around. I'm, yeah. I'm totally safe. They, they, um... I like to say they would walk around the neighborhood like, like, like teenagers who thought they owned the place. Yeah, a little thug, thug geese. Basically, we'll call them that. Um, so the pancake, bre- pancake breakfast. Yes, yes, when, yes, yes. When is that? That is April third okay. at the White House American Legion. Okay. And it's ten dollars a person, and we're asking. It's it's a baby shower theme. Yes. How cute is that? Picture pink and blue table covers and fun things like that. Um, we will not have any baby animals there. I always want to make sure I explain that because people want to see the babies, they do. but we can't. Our permit will not allow us to take the babies out. Um, but we will have some of our education ambassadors there, which are adult-sized animals. Like probably, what? Probably an owl or two, maybe a hawk, maybe an opossum, probably not a snake because it won't be warm enough, so don't have to worry about that. Maybe. What like what kind of weather does a snake need to be out in? It like, needs to be pretty warm, probably okay. seventy or more. April third, well, you never know what you're going to get. Look, we had yesterday. Yeah, that's true. that's true. So I I had heard this before, but then I reread it recently. That uh, maybe people overlook this because they don't look. I mean, they're fascinating creatures, but they don't look violent. But owls are scary predators to a lot of animals in the environment, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, owls, hawks, any of the so the raptors are called like a what are they? What's the word? I forget. A indicator species. I learned that. Sounds fancy. You've learned a lot from. Just, I know. I've like, learned a lot to, in two years. Telling people to come shop at Levis Commons. I know. I've learned a lot about animals. They're an indicator species, so they can tell the health of um, a particular habitat area or ecosystem based on the amount of raptors there, because they are feeding off of the other animals. Got it. So, yeah, I mean, like a screech owl, which is not a very big owl, they, they're they very good hunters. What do they eat? They eat mice. They oh, eat. What do you, sorry, what do you feed them um, since you probably... Don't tell me you feed them mice. We do feed them mice. Ah! I know. Well, I mean, we, we want to keep them in their, you know, natural state I of... I know. Interestingly enough, if anybody listening wants to make a... a, a new business venture and make a lot of money, start raising rodents. It's our second biz- biggest expense. To die? It is, it is a huge expense to to buy the feed rodents for the raptors and the other animals that eat them. We have better science than we've ever had in human no. history. If we, we can make a bur- we can make a plant-based burger that tastes like a burger. Why can't we make a plant-based, plant-based rodent? Yes. I don't know. I guess there's just not enough Damn. demand for it, but Well, you just said I know. 
Someone wants to start because we have to order them from out of state. We used to get mm. donations from a facility up in Michigan and they closed during COVID. Mm. And now, I mean, it's it's a huge expense. It's like $20,000 in, in feed rodents. And most of those are frozen. Uh, we only need All right, li- at least they're dead already. We only need live ones when we're having to, you know, test an animal before release. That's the only time we really use live ones. The rest of the time, they're frozen. Even for the snakes? Yeah, we usually, you know, they're kind of bougie around there. They just get things handed to them. But okay. before we can release them, we need to make sure that they can catch live prey. Or else so we they'll bring die. The live ones. Right. Um, so the pancake breakfast, what kind of pancakes will there be? Um, well, I'm not allowed in the kitchen because I'm not a cook. So I, I've got some, you know, decent cooks coming in to handle the pancakes. So they'll be your, you know, average run of the mill. pancakes? We're not going to get that fancy. They're okay. going to be regular pancakes. And sausage and eggs and juice and coffee. Okay. It's not so much about the food as it is, the you know, coming out and supporting the animals. How much but does we'll, it cost? We'll feed you too. Ten bucks. You can eat all you want, right? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll feed you as much as you want. Come on, uh, get it. We'll have some raffles and other stuff like that. What's alpaca poo? Oh, do you garden? No. No? Alpaca poo is like the best organic... Oh, no, it's not. I can't say organic. Natural. Okay. It's not technically organic, but it's natural fertilizer. And okay. it's supposed to be like the best fertilizer for your garden, your grass, and we're selling it because why, I mean, why not? Because you have alpacas? We do not have alpacas, but there's an alpaca farm in Swanton and yeah. they are, um, you know, they've, they've, they've put out their poo for us to sell. The signs are all over Spring Meadows, the alpaca signs. Oh yeah, yeah, the alpaca, the alpaca store. Yeah, I think that's I, a different company. And I think there's an alpaca place right over the border in Michigan mm-hmm. as well. Um, so you can buy it's the very poo. Good poop. Uh, what you for- can buy it by a bucket load or a truckload okay. on our website, and then on April 23rd, you go out and pick it up, and the guy okay. out there is going to help you load it up, and then you, you put it on your garden, and it's like the best, supposed to be the best fertilizer okay. out there. I, can, I know some people who garden. In the last two years, a lot of people have taken up and made relationships with plants and gardening. Yeah. So, and, you know, if anybody doesn't want to go out to the breakfast, they can also drop off supplies at Genoa Bank and Mommy. We're collecting baby supplies there until the end of the month. What kind of baby supplies? Again, the Pedialyte, the baby food, um, the cat food. We always need paper towels. Um, we use a lot of the, like, wood chip bedding, like in a hamster cage kind of a thing. We right. go through a lot of that. Um, they're welcome to drop that off there. And we also have a cash jar there if they'd like to stop by and make a cash donation. And we also have this cool thing. It's called a dip jar, kind of like a tip jar, but it's a dip jar. Mm-hmm. And you put your credit card in, and then it makes all these lights and sounds and charges your card 10 bucks. So it's fun. Okay. Um, tell me about the bald eagle, because I, yeah, I, he had a, he had yeah, a broken yeah. leg. Broken wrist. Okay. So... A raptor's uh, wings are like similar. The bone structure is similar to a person's arms and hands and wrist. And he had a broken wrist, but he came in uh, banded. It's you know we do we get other other birds in that are banded, but not always. Well, this one came in banded, so we're able to research the history on it. And it turns out this bald eagle is 27 years old. That's an old bird, right? It is very old, very old. Uh, average lifespan is more like around 20 years for an eagle in the wild. Um, so yeah, and it's, I mean, we wouldn't have guessed that it was that old looking at it, but it is not releasable. Um, there's no way to surgically fix the problem. It's not going to be able to fly. And being that it's 27 years old, it also has a bit of a heart condition. So we are just allowing that wrist to heal so that it's no longer in pain or in any danger because it was kind of an open wound there too that was infected. 
Um, and we're working with the Toledo Zoo to transfer it there, which is Great. the happy ending. So you don't need to cry. Good. I, I you can't. You don't need to cry. I know, like that works for you to tell the sad story and and get people to help out. But I, I just can't deal with her now. No, no. I, that's why. Have you seen John Wick? No. Okay, never mind. Is that a sad story? Yeah. I, I, mean, I avoid he, sad stories. He goes I'm... on the rampage because someone kills his dog. Oh. That would be me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't mess with my dog. Um. Okay, so how how did this eagle make its way to you? Like, let's say I found an eagle. How would I transport an eagle to you? Uh, generally, if, if someone contacts us and has found a bird as large as an eagle, we would recommend that they keep an eye on it and we send out one of our trained volunteers to go get it. Okay. Um, if they are comfortable or have already somehow contained it, then either they can bring it to us or we will send someone out to pick it up. This one in particular, the folks were able to safely contain it, put it into like a dog crate, and they brought it out to us. Okay. Um, all right. So we got pancake breakfast. That's April 3rd. Um, Genoa Bank in White House, people can can people can do drop-offs? Genoa Bank in Mommy on Conan Street. Got it. Okay. Yep. They can drop off supplies there. Stop by. We got a cool little baby animal display there. Oh, we got an event going on on Saturday. What's it's that? Our, oh, it's our electronics recycling drive. Okay. So if anybody's got you know old computers, phones, tablets, any kind of electronics laying around that they want to recycle and make sure that the data is removed from, they can bring them out to the rec center, Lucas County Rec Center, okay. on Saturday from 10 to 2. I'll be out there. I heard it's going to be raining. Bring me a coffee, please, because it's going to be cold. And uh, they just drop them off. It's $10 donation per carload. So clear out your office, Hold get on. all the stuff. So I have to pay you to take my stuff? Yeah. I'm going to be standing out there in the rain. What are you going to do with it? Uh, we have a uh, Aim E-Cycling is our is the company we work with, and they will securely destroy all the data. Do you know how much data is on like a computer if you've had it a while? Yes. It doesn't matter if you don't save your credit card information in there. It's in there. And your right. and your ID, all your personal information. So anyways, they, they securely destroy all that, and then they recycle every last piece and component of the computer or the phone or the iPad or whatever it is. Okay. So, um. Yep. Over the last couple of years, um, more so in the last six months or so, as things have gotten a little bit back to normal, how have your donations and, I guess, community engagement been? Good. Um, we have just some huge support base. And, you know, we, we really picked up, the, the organization as a whole really picked up steam during COVID because of so many people being home so much. Um, our, the amount of animals coming in just drastically increased. I think we took in 800 more animals in that year. Why? Because people were at home uh, finding people things? Were at home. They were finding Got things. It. Their dogs were out in the yard. Their their cats were catching bunny nests. Uh, they were out at the parks. They were seeing animals. They were doing yard work. A lot of people did home renovations. Yeah. Almost, I would have to say 80%. I think my staff would say 100%. But 80% of the animals that come in, come in because of human interference. Mm. Whether they were hit by a hit by a car oh, or, or a tree, tree was cut down. Or okay, I'll stop. stop. Um, but you know, when you got humans not doing normal things that they would yeah. be doing, um, and kids off of school, they're they're interfering with wildlife. And we had a lot more come in, and with that, we've just got a lot more media coverage, and um, you know, the community just really embraces what we do. So Good. we're we're very lucky that we were able to you know continue operations. We lost some volunteers. Who were concerned about you know spacing? We don't have much space. Sure. But. Um, we've been uh, trying to get me over there for years, and things. I know. Keep I don't know why. Up. I think you're afraid. I'm not afraid. You're gonna you're gonna cry when you see injured animals. Now I'm definitely not coming. <laughs> I don't want to see injured animals. I'll protect you from the. We'll uh, just we'll visit the education animals. They aren't they aren't injured. When I guess so it was it was 19 2019 when uh, 
my bigger dog probably sprained his knee or something is his ACL. I will never forget. And I already taken him to the vet and we were waiting out to see what was going to happen next. And I will never forget where he moved in the wrong way and the screech mm. that came out of him. That's the worst. My everything in in my body stopped working for like and a then fraction you don't, of a yeah, second. You don't know what to do because it's like you want to console them, but you don't want to touch them because yep. you don't really know what's wrong and they can't tell you. That's yep. the worst. So I don't want to see any injured animals. Not even, not even the ones that people dislike. Like, I have come to, I'm okay with spiders now. Oh, no, no. Big no. nasty ones? Eh, we could have a little talk about the snakes. I'm fine with. Uh, what else? What other? Bats. I, I like bats. There's a lot of people who just have bat fears. We uh, currently have 38 bats. And so I like bats. All they are are flying mice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the misconception with them is... Like a tiny fraction of them actually only have rabies. Like, Correct. It's, and and you wouldn't know it if they had rabies. Other than that, it's just a bat doing bat things. And I think because of that rabies aspect of it, they got a a bad rap. And and they probably do. also cinema too. But they're just normal animals. They're like nighttime birds. They are, but they're better than birds. How so? Well, they eat bugs. Right. So not only do they eat mosquitoes, which drive us crazy, they eat all the bugs that destroy the crops. Right. So if we're the bat population in this area is down eighty percent. Do we because ha- of is it that white cancer thing? White nose syndrome, yes. which was yes. some sort of infection that was killing off that and and just habitat destruction. But because the population is down, then farmers are using pesticides and chemicals and spraying their fields to get rid of the, the insects that are harming the fields. Right. Well, where are all those chemicals going? Right in us. They're going into us. They're washing into the waterways. They're killing the fish. There's no fish for the, the hawks to eat. Then the hawks are dying. And then the rodent population overgrows. So it's just a whole circular effect. You need a rodent population. We though. need the rodent population. What do uh tell me about like what's it like to interact with the bats? Or are they just mindful of themselves? Yeah, they don't really interact. We just feed them. Okay. Um so they come in if they come in during the winter, we have to keep them the entire year because there's no bugs for them to eat. Right. And if they come in, a lot of times it's because somebody found them in an attic or they were disturbed from their hibernation some other way. Um, they were in a tree that got cut down, whatever the case might be. So once they've once they've come in, we're stuck with them. Our volunteers, we have one volunteer that comes in six days a week and spends five hours feeding bats. And it's the most tedious process with tongs and these little mealworms oh. and getting them to open their mouth. You know how like when you have a, a kid in a high chair and you're doing like the whole airplane thing? Yes. God bless her. She does that. And she's like, come on, eat your mealworms. One after another. And like I said, we're up to, I think it's 38 bats that we have right now. Do you have any video of that? On oh, your... I absolutely do. I do. I would love to see that I video. will send that to you. What other interesting animals or experiences like that do you have over there? Um, We have, oh, did I ever tell you about the, when I first started and the whole opossum experience? You might have, but tell okay, me so, again. Okay, so you know, my background's Levis Commons, right? I mean, my I'm business and marketing and I was hired for that reason. I, I don't have, I love animals, but I didn't have a background in animals. I, I have dogs and hamsters and things, but I didn't animals um one morning after i I started working there it was probably two weeks in or something uh, i went out to my car and i I was there early in the morning because i'm crazy early person and i went out to put something in my car and there was a cardboard box laying out there and there's a towel in it so i'm like oh this this doesn't seem right pull back the towel and there's a there's a dead opossum in there (sighs) so i quickly get on our little staff chat and i'm like you guys when's somebody going to be coming in there's an opossum here and they're like well we're not going to be in for another hour did you check it? And I'm like, what am I checking it for exactly? And they're, you got to check it. You got to see if it's a mom, check its pouch to see if there's babies. 
I was like, I don't, I didn't sign up for this. This is not in my job description. I'm here to run the business. Um, so I said, okay, well, talk me through this. So I go in, I glove up, which I later found out probably wasn't completely necessary, but I, for me, it was. I glove up, and I and I try to. Well, first of all, it's just a big pile of fur, and I'm like, where is this pouch? Obviously, it's on the belly, but I couldn't tell which end was up at this point. But I managed to flip it over, and I pull this little thing back that I'm assuming is the pouch, and inside is just all this movement, just this little these little pink bodies moving. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, so it has babies. Now what? Where do I put this thing? They're like, well, you got to get the babies out. Now I think I'm being punked, right? This has to be a prank because they know I have no experience with any of this. So I go inside and they put me on FaceTime and they walk me through the process and I had to I had to go into the pouch and remove all these little tiny babies and there were 12 of them. Those little like peanut size opossums and put them in this little nest in this incubator. It was by far the coolest experience so far. Loved it. And nothing like that has happened ever since? Oh, yeah. I mean, crazy things happen all the time. But... What else? Well, I got oh, so like three weeks ago, I was I was working from home because that's generally where I work, and um, they had taken in a skunk over at the center, and the entire staff got sprayed by skunk. Okay. Well, it was Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we take animals over to Heather Downs Veterinary Clinic to get X-rays done. Okay. And the staff's like, we can't, we can't go, we can't take these animals because we all stink like skunk. Like we're gonna smell up the whole place. So they recruited me to come over and pick up the two big raptors that needed to go get x-rayed, which was fine. I mean, I'm just transporting them. And they had two uh, two off, two off staff members who hadn't been skunked meet me there. So I just think I'm the transport person. Like, I'm just, I'm raptor uber at this point, right? I'm just driving them. Oh, no, they needed extra hands. So now I'm helping, like, like hold the tail ends and it's my job and they're like they put a towel over the 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 beak and the head and they're like you need to just hold it like a football while we do this and they stretch the arms out and it's they're huge i mean you see those birds up close and they are huge and um there's it's a vet clinic so there's like this huge saint bernard in a cage right below us and it's it's like coming out of anesthesia and making all these noises, and there was just a lot going on. It was a lot for my ADD that to try and focus on these hawks, but that was a pretty cool experience. What else? Tell I don't really more. want to do it again. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't think of any more offhand. I don't have good stories like that. Those, those it's are a good pretty stories. cool job. Yeah. It's a pretty cool job. This is like your third there, year now? Uh, two. Yeah, I've been there just over two years. Yeah. Every time I go over there, it's just something new. There's just new things going on. I mean, you literally have the job where like nothing is the same day no, after day. No, it's absolutely not. No. Um, I mean, I would guess the worst part about it is, well, not all the ma- not all the animals make it, right? Correct. Mm. I'm not even going to tell you. No, we're not going to get into that because I can't handle a man crying. Right. Right. I and mean, there's no tissues around, so we're not going to get into that. But yeah, I mean, you know, you you've got pet rescues. Right. I mean, dog and cat rescues and stuff like that. And their percentage is pretty good because if the animal has some sort of special needs, it's going back into someone's home. It can get medicine. It can get treatment. It can survive with three legs. If we're going to release an animal into the wild, we want to make sure it's going to be successful. We don't want to set it up for failure. So if if there's going to be risks or if it needs medication, it's not going back to the wild. So you euthanize it? We do. We do. Good to know. It's always a hard decision. I mean, it's not I something know. that we take lightly no matter what the animal is, whether it's, you know, just your average run-of-the-mill eastern cottontail rabbit or it's a huge raptor of some sort. We, it's evaluated very carefully, and we make sure that we're making the best decision for the animal. They euthanize it with the drug? 
I don't think this is public consumption information. I, really I, I, you got me curious. So it's, it's all right. You don't have to tell me. No, you don't. The, uh, the public doesn't want to know that. Fine. Um, we, I, we sing in a song and, oh, we, and, we, and then it goes over the Rainbow Bridge and you, it's the most beautiful experience then, ever. If I sang, there would be a lot more animals dying. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so pancake breakfast on April 3rd at the American Legion in White House. Yep. Uh, the baby shower, it's a baby shower theme. You can drop stuff off to the Genoa Bank on Conan. Um, alpaca poo is for sale. The bald eagle is doing okay. And the baby squirrel is, the baby fox squirrel is back where it belongs. Yes. Yeah, we covered a lot of territory. Any other pertinent springtime animal info as we're all getting back out and we're seeing the birds and spring animals are out. Like like I said, there's rabbits everywhere. There's, the squirrels are back. Number one rule, no, you can't keep it. Everybody's keep what? like, whatever it is, it. You can't keep it. Don't keep it. All the, all the little kids who find the baby animals are like, Mom, can I keep it? Don't keep it. I may have told you this before, but I'll tell you again because I don't, I don't think I told you. When I was a kid... My uh, my dad in our house or wherever it was at the home area found a, a baby bird. I don't know what kind of bird it was. He might remember. We'll just say it was a robin. Um, and it was injured. And my dad looked around like, I'm a robin. Where? And, and there was nowhere to be found. And my dad did a little homework in the pre-internet age and somehow like nursed it back to... Uh, it pro- he probably got more life out of it than that bird had left when he found it. But the bird had kind of indoctrinated my dad mm-hmm. as as its parent. Yep. They imprint very easily like that. Yeah. Because my dad recognized, like, we, we had dogs. And my dad started to see traits in an emotional connection from the bird to him. It was kind of wild. Yeah. And then it died. Oh, well, geez. <laughs> Talk about bad endings. We oh, have our, our education foxes that, you know, somebody somebody hand raised it and then they tried to release it and it had no idea how to be a fox. So, right. So um, we have a blue jay that's a similar situation. The blue jay will just land on people. It was in somebody's backseat of their car. It talks. It makes. Did you know blue jays can mimic sounds like a parrot? I, I had did no not. idea. This darn blue jay now can honk like a goose. It makes the sound of dripping water. We had we had to get a new doorbell. It can mimic the sound of the doorbell perfectly. Um, our our one of our like smoke alarm things went off for no reason. We weren't on fire, I promise. But it can pick up those sounds like boom, and then this thing just it's. I had no idea blue jays could do that. Yeah, right? did I? There was a neat story. Uh, it was in BG more than two weeks ago. Uh, the fire department got called out, or I think they call it the fire division there someone's bird had gotten loose and they had to go up into the tree and save this $6,000 parrot. Oh, no. It was on St. Patrick's Day because I remember the story because it was a green bird, like a neon green bird, $6,000. Got out of its cage and it was up in the tree. I would have thought a parrot was smart enough to come back. They're supposed to be pretty, you know... Well managed animals. Do you think there was beer involved with that story? could, Could have been. I mean, only a green... Bird would get loose on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. I think there may have been some drinking by the owner to or the bird mm, or the bird. How, how long do domesticated birds live? Like parrots Depends of all on, sizes. Oh, parrots can live 30, 40 years, maybe more. I'm not sure. Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not. A, I'm learning my birds. I'm getting really good with my owls. I'm learning my raptors. I'm still learning like songbirds. I have no idea what they are. Unless they're red and blue, and I know they're a, a cardinal or a blue jay. Otherwise, I'm clueless. You make me think of like. Maybe it's a, it's a TV show or something, or you read a wild story in the news about how, like, such and such died, and the parrot's still alive. Like, yeah. the bird outlived the person. Yeah, yeah. Birds, got, they live a long time. 
What lives a short time? Opossums. How long? They only live about three or four years. Okay. Which is sad. What else? Um, squirrels. Uh, squirrels can live a pretty long yeah, life, right? Squirrels can live a fair amount of time. Okay, like like 10, 12 years? Yeah, yeah, I think so. My dad had befriended squirrels in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and that was that was the gateway to him adopting a dog. Because the squirrels would come and eat off of, out of his hand. They would literally not, they would tap yeah, the door yeah, for him yeah, to come out. And my dad's like, well, I might as well just get a dog. And then the dog scared all the squirrels away, and they come every now and then. But I had no idea squirrels were so friendly to humans they once they got over the fear. Uh, most wild animals will become very um, tame for food. Oh, I shouldn't say tame. Tame's a bad word because, you no, know, you don't ever want to consider a wild animal tame. Because even a friendly squirrel can still bite you. Right. So not tame's not the right word, but personable. They right. can become personal I mean, for food. That's us. Look at yeah. us. Like, we want wow. food, and we get hangry yeah. when we're hungry. I'll get very friendly for some food. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Especially pizza. <laughs> oh, how about, how about this? When there are these types of animals out in the wild, like, what shouldn't you feed them? Like, I know it's okay to give peanuts to the squirrels. What what shouldn't people be feeding any? I know you really shouldn't feed deer to take them out of their natural environment, but squirrels, bunnies. You really shouldn't. I mean, even feeding peanuts to squirrels... Yes, that's it's what they eat, and it's probably fine. But the fact that you're you, you're kind of teaching them to come so close to you and yeah, the door no and stuff. Eh. Um, but I mean, in general, I think our our stance would be: you don't feed any wildlife, especially babies. And that's the one thing that we have problems with. And people find a baby this time of year, you know, they find a baby and they instantly they're like, "I want to feed it. I want to give it milk or water," and and that can cause a whole lot of problems. So we always say, "Don't feed it. Just keep it warm and give us a call." Um, a lot of times people find baby animals and they they just assume that they're in need. And a lot of times they're not. Like right. baby bunnies. Bunnies are the worst nest builders. They build nests right in the middle of the yard. Like just a little shallow nest. So every dog, cat, and kid can find them. Lawnmowers can find them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Allison, what's sorry, wrong I'm with sorry, you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But... Oh. Uh, and, and mom bunny doesn't come around. Like you, you can have a nest out there for weeks and never see mom bunny, but okay. she's there. So we have ways of of explaining to people what to look for. You can look at, you can pull out a baby and look at the the, the belly to see if it's got milk in it, and then that's that's how you know it's good. Leave it out there. Don't mess with it. And then the old, you know, old wives' tale or whatever those are called. That if you touch a baby animal, mom won't come back. I'm sorry, I'm a mom. We are coming back. I don't care if you've touched that baby. Moms are coming back. Wildlife will not care if a baby has been touched so if you find one out of a nest and you see the nest you can carefully put it back in the nest and mom is not going to care good to and know. that goes for all species do you have any spiders no it's in my contract no spiders what do you mean it's in your contract it's in my, it's in my employment contract I, when i took the job i said absolutely no education spiders there will be no tarantulas or other gross spiders and our education director really wants one and i just keep saying no no scorpions no 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 native wildlife there's no native scorpions nor tarantulas. We do have some gross cockroaches. See, it's really the food, like the crickets that we feed to some of the animals. I can't stand those. They scare me. I don't like bugs. Okay. And they get out. There's no keeping a cricket in any kind of container. They get out. Unless it's something bigger than I need to see, and I rarely ever come across this. I'll usually leave the spiders alone in my home um, because go eat stuff. Like, have at it. Yes. Um, unless you, like, come somewhere near me and then I'm like, oh, like, look, we had a deal. Like, you could have the corner, but when you move to a certain point over the bed, that's it. But when I see those those centipede-type things... Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, we get the big hairy spiders because my house is on water. So we get the big fuzzy ones that I swear are so big you can hear them breathing when you get close. 
What are they they're called? Like wolf spiders. Yes. And they're called wolf spiders and because they, they hunt. They jump, they jump. But they don't hunt people. I, I don't. They could. They're so big. They're very big spiders. And they're and you can see the little hair follicles. Uh-uh. No, I don't. uh mm. How about like lobsters and crabs? I know you don't have them. Do those bother you? Those don't bother me, no. Which is, but, oh, I will, I take that back. On the beach, the little white crabs that walk around, those I don't care for. Water crabs I'm okay with. Why is that? The little white ones that do look like little sand spiders? No. Because you, not a fan. Because they look like that. Yeah, I guess. All right. Um, I, uh, there's a, a football article or a writer. He writes up a Monday column every week and he shares lots of links. And sometimes they're timely, other times they're from a bit back. He's like, this. Billie Eilish girl is just the greatest. <laughs> like five years later, but that's that's funny. So he wrote about um, the documentary that I, I I don't do documentaries. I'm very narrow with my viewing, but I was truly enthralled. He had written up, and I had watched it a year ago, and it came out. My friend, the octopus. On, really? Hold on, I got interesting topic. So, um, as in he befriended an octopus. So hold on, um, my friend octopus. Actually called my octopus teacher. Okay, so That's it's even on, more strange. So it's than on Netflix. My friend octopus. He lives. Uh, he lives in like somewhere in Australia, and he was at a very depressed point in his life. I don't know if he was suicidal, but he was a diver, a researcher, explorer, and I don't. I mean, some of it seems like it's BS. I don't know, like how you could find this in like this wasn't a pond or a lake. Like this was the Pacific. Whatever, maybe he just knew the terrain really well. He befriended an octopus. And um, they obviously explained in that. I'd heard before, they're very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Extremely intelligent. Uh, like, intellectually intelligent and emotionally intelligent as well. It's a great documentary. Like, he went to the same spot every day and, you know, they had a friendship. Hmm. And then I had come across an article within the last handful of months that, that was questioning whether or not we should like morally and ethically allow octopus farms because they are, I guess, arguably one of the smartest creatures on earth that aren't human. And here we are just like slicing and dicing them for, for food in other parts of the world. But they look up octopuses. They are, they are, you'll look past the sliminess mm-hmm. of how intelligent they are and you wonder like how something so smart like with us you have to crack our skulls open to see our brain that takes a lot of work these octopuses can like yeah, just get through these tiny spots yeah they're yeah. so intelligent though yeah we were just at the um chicago aquarium the the big shed aquarium there and the they were feeding the octopus and they're they're, they're cool they're very yep. cool I mean, just such unique animals. Smarter but than some of the people that were visiting them. Yes, definitely smart. So, yeah, like, I don't like documentaries, but this was so utterly fascinating. Like, I'm sure he was feeding it if he was going out there and it was showing up at the same time. He was feeding but it. But it got creepy where... Like, Eric, maybe you should get out more and spend some time with people instead of staying at home with the dogs <laughs> all the time. Movie. Like, there was that level with this. Like, he, he formed that kind of um, deep emotional relationship with it. Well, you know, he made a documentary off of it. That's probably making him a lot of money. So, that's he yes. didn't do anything right. all wrong. Well, it was good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Of course. Do you have any more fun animal stories before you forget? Oh, I don't. I can't. Nothing that I can think of. Wait, uh, give me another random animal we didn't talk about. What didn't we talk about? Um, Raptors, squirrels, we a skunk, about bats, 
snake turkey vul- oh did you know that turkey vultures to um their their like way of protecting themselves is to vomit on you so like a drunk girl saturday night downtown yeah and do you know what turkey vultures eat their own roadkill they eat roadkill oh, i believe that yeah I mean, yeah yeah so that's what they do. That's their defense mechanism. So uh, anytime we and I can't I can't deal with that. So anytime we have one of those like around, if they're taking it out to do an examination or something, I have to leave because I've I've once right on my feet. Do we have a lot of turkey vultures here? We we do have quite a few out in the more along the country roads and stuff. And they they have their place. I mean, they eat the roadkill and uh, rather than other animals eating them and getting hit by cars. Right. Like they're kind but, of you know they're garbage disposals. I would see them but all the time in up. in Florida. They were all over the place. Yeah. Well, those are probably a different kind of vulture, but they're all very big birds. Right. And they puke. Last week, my little dog ate my big dog's puke. That was exciting. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So then it made me wonder how many other times has he eaten his puke. So wonderful. I know. I was going to ask you if you ever bring your dogs to work, but I think I'm glad that you don't. Uh, they've come here a couple of times. It's difficult here. Um, I'll never bring them in for an afternoon, but even times I brought them, like if I'm trying to do stuff on the air, there will often be an animal outside and they'll be losing their minds. So it was a lot easier when I was downtown and I could walk back and forth across the street. So. Yeah, but they're, and it, one is social, the other one's not. So, and they're tethered, so one gets dragged. It's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I know all about animals interrupting work. Do you? You generally just not dogs though. Yeah, birds and you know the duck trying to work, and the duck keeps pecking at my feet. <laughs> when, when's the best time to visit for me? That because you don't allow visitors, right? We don't. We're not open to the public. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm not the public. You're not the public. You're. VIP ish. Thank you. Ish. When's the best time to visit? Um, anytime really. I mean, it's just it's like, it's always busy. Late mornings are always best for me. Late mornings would be good. Our volunteers are always there by about ten o'clock though, and it's a little bit more congested with people from ten till four or five as they're cleaning and feeding and all that kind of stuff. But still, a good time to see what all goes on. Okay. Right, we'll make it happen. Let's make it all happen. Right. Thanks for the visit. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.